Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, September the 27th, and wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace and God's life and God's goodness uh, surrounding you in every good way. Uh, hey, I hope you had a wonderful weekend, too. Uh, I know it was just gorgeous up in this uh, in this area. I mentioned I was at the Ryder Cup and helping out. I volunteer when... Uh, uh, some of the PGA events come to our area, which is Whistling Straits or Black Wolf Run. And it was just so much fun. And it was so beautiful. And the crowds were so good. And the golf was so good. And so it's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back on a regular schedule. But I had a wonderful time and hope you had a really good weekend too. Hey, today we celebrate a feast day. We celebrate the memorial of St. Vincent de Paul. So we're going to talk a little bit about him. It's a name who I suspect is familiar to many of you. We'll talk very briefly about his life, um, but just where his life pointed, which I think we all know already. But again, it's just a good inspiration for us. And we're going to read a gospel. Now we're in Luke 9 again. We still are there toward the end of the chapter, but the gospel is going to sound awfully familiar to you. And I'll tell us why. Uh, after. But uh, for those who want to follow along, let's read. It's Luke 9, verses 46 to 50. Okay? So let's break open God's Word here together today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. An argument arose among the disciples about which of them was the greatest. Jesus realized the intention of their hearts and took a child and placed it by his side, and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. For the one who is least among all of you is the one who is the greatest. Then John said in reply, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow in our company. Jesus said to him, Do not prevent him, for whoever is not against you is for you. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, there's so much here. It's it's wonderful. But why does this sound so familiar? Well, because the last two Sundays, right, in Mark's gospel, we heard these Gospels. Now, Luke combines it into one brief Gospel here that we just heard today. But Mark has a little bit longer, uh, and so we heard the first part last week, in last weekend's Gospel, so that would have been on the 19th, September the 19th. And that was when the disciples were walking along again, uh, arguing about who was greatest among them. Jesus was traveling throughout uh Uh, He's going toward Jerusalem uh, because he knows that that's where he himself will suffer and die. And he's trying to teach the disciples about uh, what the Messiah is invited to be. But they don't get it, right? Because they're talking about who is the greatest. And, uh, And Jesus is talking about, you know, sacrificing oneself, setting aside our own agendas and our own control and our own desires in order to die that others may live. And, uh, and he has this conversation about them by taking a child and, uh, and does the same thing. 
But then uh, we heard this weekend when John approaches Jesus and says, hey, listen, you know, people are doing out there things in your name, you know, doing good things, but we're trying to stop them, you know, because they're not with us. And Jesus very pointedly, you know, says that line at the end again, beautifully, don't prevent them. Don't. For whoever is not against us, if they're doing good things, even in my name, they couldn't do it uh, if they didn't have that spirit. That, that's bigger, that spirit is bigger. It is bigger than just our following. Brothers and sisters, that's good news. That's really good news. So let's talk about the first part. Just two points. Kind of the first part about the child, um, what that means. Second part, a little bit about what that means for us. And then I want to talk about St. Vincent de Paul, okay? So, I guess the question that I'd have for us, and I don't know that it's answerable, or, or maybe it is, but it's unique to each of us, is that that first line, it says, an argument arose among the disciples about which of them was the greatest. I guess my question, brothers and sisters, is why... What is going on within us that we desire that? Because we do. I mean, what, what they're arguing about is real, and it's real for us too. What is going on within us that we desire to be the greatest? What, what is going on in our ego that, that seeks that out? I, I mean, because it's, it is part of the human condition, Right? It's part of our pride. It's part of our ego. It's, it's, it's something that we want to be recognized. And, and all I can do is, and, and again, this is just me throwing stuff against the wall. If this doesn't work for you, throw it out, okay? I mean that sincerely. But to me, I, I think, is there something about myself that uh, that voice in my head that keeps saying, Joe, if they knew who you were, they wouldn't love you because of whatever thoughts you've got going in your head, whatever those judgments are, whatever those criticisms are, uh, whatever those uh, thoughts go toward that are, are not holy or pious, uh, or whatever those actions were that are done behind closed doors or, or that are um, you know, done within a household or, or done in private or, or whatever it is, whatever it is. That, that I know those things and I carry that, that baggage and those burdens and I hear that voice in me that keeps telling me, uh, you know, uh, this is who you are, Joe. Uh, or, or I carry those failings of, you know, last week or last month or last year or last 10 years. And that bag gets pretty big. And, uh, and, and so I suspect that the more I can attempt to be the greatest or I get the adulation of others or the recognition of others or, or the approval of others, the more I can feel good about myself and that's going to drown out that voice in me or those, that, those memories within me of, of, of past failures. But it doesn't work that way, does it? Because that's a, that's a demanding God, meaning a small g there, God. It's a demanding God that that I need to hear that adulation and that recognition. But after I've heard it, that those memories come back, right? 
And so I've got to hear it again. And those memories come back again, right? And then I need to hear it again, or even louder, or even more. Because I can't put aside those voices. There's only one thing that can help me put aside those voices or, or set down that baggage. And that's the, the gaze of our God upon me and hearing his voice that says, you are my, my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son. And you, I am well pleased, even knowing all this stuff that you carry. That's the only thing I think that takes that away. And that, I think, brothers and sisters, is why this idea of being a child is so important. Is I don't think, clearly you know this, but I, 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 clearly Jesus isn't glorifying childish behavior. He's not glorifying, you know, stubbornness or immaturity or, or you know, whining or, or whatever that is. That's, that's not it at all. But I think what he's, he's raising up for us is children come into this world as a, as a blank slate, as as something to be written upon. They don't they they they, in a sense I'll I'll use this phrase. They know that they don't know. They've not yet begun to develop that ego, and therefore their goodness is not dependent on their accomplishments or their degrees or their titles or or what what other people you know say to them. Their goodness, they, they haven't fallen into that world of competition that you and I breathe, that you and I live on a day-in, day-out basis. Where, where listen, you know, if, if I have this title, well, it may not be as good as that title. Or, or if I've done this action, it may not be as good as this. And so I'm not good enough. I have to keep working to try to be, you know, better than. And when does that, that end? I mean, we're all in this, this world of competition where, where everything is compared. Even our very selves are compared to others, and there's winners and losers, and frankly, there's only one winner, and the rest of us are, are, are lesser than. Isn't, what's the old phrase? That second place is only the first loser? You know, again, how do we look at that world? Instead, brothers and sisters, what children do is their goodness comes from one and only one place, and that is their parents. The love and the security and the goodness that that children feel is because of the love and the security and the goodness imparted on them by their parents, that their parents mirror to them, and they look at their parents, and they see who they are in their parents, and you know, even more importantly, they believe them. They trust that it's true, that they've got no reason to question or disbelieve in it because, again, they haven't fallen into that world of competition, into that world of others telling them they're, they're not good enough or the voices in their head that say they're not good enough. And I think what Jesus is inviting us to, brothers and sisters here, is, is he's not saying, listen, and, and the gospel sets it up here that whoever is going to be the, the, the greatest must be the least of all. He's not simply saying, okay, let's, let's change the game. And, uh, and, okay, so you really still want to be the, the, the greatest. Well, the way you do this game in this place is you got to be the least. And then you're going to be the greatest, and then you're the winner here. That's not what he's doing, because that's still the game. 
He's taking us outside the game, and he's saying, I'm not interested in that at all. I'm interested in you setting aside all of that stuff, all that competition, all that desire to hear those accolades of anybody else. And the only person I want you to listen to is me. And, 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 and see my gaze, my loving eyes, and hear that voice within your spirit that reminds you, I love you here in this moment today. Regardless of the things you have done, regardless of the ills you carry, uh, regardless of what that little voice is saying, because you know what? My voice is bigger and it's stronger and it's better and it's deeper. And that's the one, brothers and sisters. What I invite us to today, and trust me, I invite me to, is to simply set aside that voice, to set aside that need to, to cover up that voice and cover up that baggage or whatever it is with somebody else's voice when the only one we want to hear, the only one we need to hear is the one, capital T, capital O, that, that is stronger and bigger than any other voice or any other baggage we carry, the one that reminds us who we are and whose we are and that we are good within it. And like children, we don't need anything else. We, we don't need all this other stuff. We have to have the courage and the, the wisdom and the trust to believe that it is true. That's what I think our God is inviting us to in our gospel today. And that second part, I love it, brothers and sisters, where, again, we create these ins and outs. We create these walls of, of who knows and who doesn't. And, and these people here... Because they belong to this, you know, church or this religion or this group. Well, they're in, while these ones over here aren't, you know, whoever over there is. And, and Jesus is saying, listen, stop them. Don't create those walls. Because if they are doing the things that you and I speak of and believe in, if they are doing it, no one can, can do work in my name and speak ill of me at the same time. That's what our gospel said yesterday, right? That's what he's saying today. Do not prevent them. Forever is not against you, is for you. If they are doing work, that work that, that we believe in, which is love, and I don't mean love in, in the modern cultural sense where it's misused all the time. I mean love as in love is, is, is a decision. Love is putting aside whatever it is that you and I have as our agendas or wherever I, I want to be in order that someone else may have life. If somebody is doing that, brothers and sisters, there's only one place that comes from, right? There's only one who is love itself. I mean, John tells us that. Beloved, God is love. Love is not something God does. Love is who God is. And to the extent that we can love one another and those other people, whoever those others are, to the extent that they are loving and can love and do love, meaning set aside them for the good of the, the larger, whoever and whatever that larger is, to the extent that they're doing that, brothers and sisters, it is coming from God, and we must not prevent it. Because whoever is not against us is for us. Let that seep into you, and let it break down walls that you and I may have constructed in our life. And let us hear it said that, that our God is, is larger than the walls and the names and the things that you and I put up. And that what connects us 
is that love and life, capital L and capital L, that only has one author. And to the extent that you and I are living it and we participate in it and others do, we are brothers and sisters of the one who is mother and father of us all and who is that giver of life and love. May we always be the daughters and sons of that one. And may we realize that our family is big. It is larger than we have given it credit for. That is good, good news. St. Vincent de Paul, brothers and sisters, I will again only speak briefly because I don't want to presume to know more about this person's life. And it is certainly going to be contained more than than two minutes can do it justice. But St. Vincent de Paul lived uh, at the end of the 16th and and into the mid-17th century, died in 1660 in France. And uh, he was born on a small farm in southern France. And he became a priest ultimately because he wanted a life of comfort. And priests were educated and lived comfortable lives. But he was at the, at the um, bedside of a, of a poor servant, of a friend of his, and he was moved and, and his life was changed by being at the bedside and hearing the confession and hearing the life story of this dying servant. And he saw the dignity that the poor carried. And, and this woman, who was a friend of his, whose servant was the one who changed his life, who he was at his bedside, uh, dedicated and gave money to create uh, missionaries who were priests who would serve those in the, the country and serve those uh, poor in, in the rural areas. He, he felt he was not um, uh, good enough to do that. Vincent de Paul uh, felt like that was beyond him, that he was too... Uh, he was just, it just was, was, was beyond him. It was a greater uh, task than he was up for. So instead, he went and he served galley slaves um, yeah, in, in Paris and, uh, and ministered to them. But after doing that for a while, he came back and he did take up this mission and this mantle that this gal uh, had given money toward. And so he created this missionary group around him, men and women, priests, uh, who he created into what we call now the the Saint the Vincentians, uh, and um, and created an order out of it. And the women who came, uh, he created into another order um, that were the Daughters of Charity. And together, these Vincentians and these Daughters of Charity, it was their honor to serve the poorest of the poor. Think Mother Teresa. Four hundred years ago, three hundred and fifty years ago on the streets of Paris instead of the streets of Calcutta. That's what they did. He, as in Vincent de Paul, um, set up uh, uh, hospitals for the poor. Uh, he set up, um, he wanted to educate the, the, the priests because it was incredible uh, ignorance and lack of education among the priests. So he strengthened the seminaries. But what his real uh, life's work were was, was um, to... Uh, to, to bless the poor. And he had friends in high places who were able to, to give and collect money on behalf of the Vincentians and Daughters of Charity and fund their work. And so we praise God not only for Vincent de Paul and, uh, and St. Louis de Marillac, if I'm saying that correctly, who was the, the founder with him of the Daughters of Charity, but we praise and thank God for the, the, the people of abundance 
who donated toward that and funded their work and was able to do that. He, he set free 1,200 galley slaves from North Africa, but he lived his life seeing Christ in the poor, the dignity of the poor. And that does go back to our gospel today, doesn't it? Whoever is least among you is the greatest. Do we see that, brothers and sisters? Do I see that in those who are least? Because Vincent de Paul and, and um, Louis de Marillac sure did. St. Mother Teresa sure did. That, that in, in the words of Mother Teresa, and, and I'll use these for Vincent de Paul because uh, they're true, that God comes to us in the distressing disguise of the poor. They were able to see that. And we praise and thank God for um, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, which was founded about, not quite 200 years ago, about 175 years ago by Blessed Frederick Ozenham, who continues the work of St. Vincent de Paul in reaching out to the poor. And he does that in our uh, time and place today, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. New Holstein and Kiel both have societies, and they do great work on behalf of the poor, and so we bless them today to try, who, who indeed try to honor St. Vincent de Paul and his work as well. So brothers and sisters, let's uh, bring all this uh, to our God today. This is good stuff today. Uh, and, uh, and let us walk in, uh, in, in, you know, and be children and, and know that our family as children is bigger than we think it is and to know that part of those in our family are those blessed poor who come to us, who God comes to us in that distressing disguise, and may we see Christ in them as well. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The first joyful mystery, the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and announces the plan. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Monday, a blessed day. And uh, thanks for listening today. And I look forward to us meeting and being together more this week to break open God's word. God's peace.